If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. G'day everyone, Lauren Kress, the business scientist here. Happy Friday. Hope you had an awesome week. So today I'm sharing the live stream that I did earlier this week about the six interviews every thought leader needs to record. I'm really excited about this. I've actually put together an ebook that you can download that goes along with this and it's what I'm walking through in today's live stream. So if you head over to laurencrest.com, you can download it straight from the homepage. Really encourage you to check it out. I think it's pretty unique and uh, yeah, I'm pretty pretty happy with what I put together. Essentially, these are six different interview formats that you can use to really draw out that information that you know, create some really compelling content that your customers really want to hear. So you'll hear from me in a minute about why I decided to put this together. And also if it's something that you're interested in, uh, you can actually book in the session with me. So this is something I'm doing virtually. And for people who live locally in uh, Sydney or the Illawarra area, I'm also doing it on site. Uh, Yeah. So if you're interested, come check that out as well and let me know that you're interested. But without further ado, let's get on to the main part of today's episode. Remember, if you haven't already, you can subscribe to this podcast so that you get updated with all the latest episodes. And also, I want to just thank everyone who has been subscribing because this podcast has uh, been charting in a few different countries. So in the Netherlands, in Australia and in Denmark as well, it's been, uh, I think in the Netherlands, it got up to number six for the entrepreneurship category on uh, in Australia, it was 62nd, so nearly in the top 50. Uh, it has been in the top 50 once before, but when you subscribe and when you rate and review the show, that's part of what it helps. It helps the show basically to, to get up on the charts so that more people see it and more people can access it. So if you haven't yet rated or reviewed the show, would really appreciate if you could spend a minute or so doing that on Apple Podcasts. And remember, if you want to go the extra mile to support the show, you can also head over to my Ko-fi page. It's ko-fi.com forward slash Lauren Cress. And you can tweet with me as well at Lauren Cress 89. Just use the hashtag grow your brand. All right. There might be a little ad here and then we'll get on to the main part of the show. Innovation happens in the blink of an eye. And to understand the implications, you need a credible source that helps to make sense of it all. Stay up to date on the most pressing innovation issues shaping the world today by subscribing to Better Innovation, a podcast featuring top management strategists, policymakers, and leading innovation thought leaders from across the globe. Going into its sixth season, Better Innovation, hosted by Jeff Saviano, a global innovation leader with EY, delves into how innovative technologies like blockchain, artificial intelligence, digital currencies, and the promise of Web 3.0 are transforming the global landscape. Featuring elite guests like Jeremy Allaire, CEO of Circle Financial, authors Whitney Johnson and Rita McGrath, former U.S. Cabinet member Andrew Card, and a number of leading MIT scientists. Subscribe today and hear more from these distinguished guests. Subscribe to Better Innovation on your favorite podcast platform. All right. So I'm really, really excited about today's live stream. I'm a little bit nervous. I don't usually get nervous for live streams, but I'm, I'm nervous for this one um, because I'm talking about something that, one, I'm super passionate about and, two, I think just solves this 
massive problem that we've kind of been talking about over the last few weeks. So I'm going to talk to you about these six interview formats that every thought leader needs to record. Now, the reason I kind of, what inspired me to put this together is that what I've been seeing is a lot of people are struggling to create, and I've talked about this on the show before, a lot of people are struggling to create content that really helps to helps their ideal client to sort of navigate through what they actually do, right, and, and what they're actually trying to say. So uh, I came across this book a while ago and shout out to Robert Crow for uh, ref- like uh, referring the book to me, recommending, recommending the book to me um, about these sort of four different models that every like coach and consultant needs to have. And it's sort of what I've based my models off. And I'll take you through that in a minute as well. But from that, I started looking at why, why, are we crafting these different models? What's important about that? What sort of stories are these models telling? And then from there and what I know about storytelling and how to create compelling content, I sort of designed these six interviews. And as we get into it, you'll understand why this is so, so helpful. Now, just a quick sort of caveat to explain what I mean by interviews. So When it comes to creating content, one of the big things that you need to do is have a bank of audio visual content with you talking, right? And that freaks out a lot of people because like, I don't want to be on camera and I don't know what to say. And, you know, they start doing sort of ad hoc videos where they're like walking down the street going, I'm going to talk about this today. And that's a good place to start, but it's not going to be effective in really attracting those people that you want to attract. Now, I'm going to talk about this from the place of like attracting clients, um, but it could be the same thing for attracting partners, you know, as in if you want to have more joint ventures or collaborators or other businesses to work with. And as you guys know, I generally work in the B2B space. So I'm coming at this from the angle of positioning yourself as a thought leader amongst other people in business to do business with them in some way. But like I said, we're going to be talking about it in terms of like, how do you attract your ideal client, right? That key stakeholder. You can absolutely use this for other things as well. Okay. So when we have audiovisual content, say we've got like a 20, 30 minute chat, what I do with my podcast and what a lot of podcasters have realized is actually the really great stuff in that are these like little sound bites that you can pull out through the interview. So if you think about it, if you've got a 20 to 30 minute interview, there's like potentially about 10, even maybe 15 pieces of content that you can pull out of each one of those. And if you're sharing content three times a week or five times a week, suddenly you've got this massive bank of like great content that you can share. It doesn't only need to be audiovisual either, right? So when we have this kind of interview format, we start to get like great quotes that we can share. We start to be able to pull out all these other things like imagery that we want to share. There's there's other things that we can do with that. It can also be a great source to actually get your next book written. It could be a great way to pull out all the audio content and launch a podcast series because you don't necessarily need to have this massive long podcast. I mean, I do because I love podcasting, but even a series of like six pieces can be really, really great. So the whole point from my perspective to record these different interview formats that we'll go through in a minute is to really capture all the great stuff that you do 
without talking just about product, without just talking about like features, we're actually talking about the stories that people want to tell. All right. So I'm going to take you through each one of these interviews and you'll start to see why this becomes such a great way to like, I mean, you can do this literally in an afternoon. You record all of this stuff and you've got about three to six months worth of content from doing it. So I'm super excited about it. Uh, I think it's just super, super useful. So the first interview is the Mythbuster interview. Now, if you've been, if you've listened to my last podcast show at all, which was called The Oyster, what we did every episode was we debunked a myth, a prominent myth. Debunking myths is a great way to tell a story without, again, having to like just promote, promote, promote. What we're doing here is we're taking something that someone might think is true and flipping it on its head. And by doing that, it's sort of like you're the person with insight. You're the person that actually knows what you're talking about, right? Because you've seen this myth. So what does does this interview involve? And by the way, I've actually turned this into an ebook that you can go and download. So if you head over to laurencress.com, like you haven't got time to watch this live stream, you can literally just go and download it yourself and check it out. So what this interview is about is is designed to do is designed to demonstrate your credibility and knowledge, but it also showcases your your unique perspective. And that's what I found when I was doing these interviews with people on the Oyster was like, we always ended up having this super interesting chat because that person would come to the table and say something. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, so for instance, I remember talking to a HR expert who kind of turned around and said, like, everyone thinks that, you know, the important part is in the job seeking, uh, the job ad uh, part of this process. As in, we've got to write the right job ad and we've got to find the right candidate. But so much of what we do is actually about employee retention. And then we had this awesome chat about it and really positioned her as this, like, her name's Liska Turner, by the way, she's fantastic. A really position Liska in a way where it was like yeah like you have you're talking about something that's a bit different so I love the Mythbuster interview and what you can do I've actually in this ebook as well I've put in like some questions that you know I like I would ask if I was doing this interview so you know starting off by asking something like is it true that and then you ask about that common myth or misconception how do you know that this is a case and this is a really important part of this like the thought leader needs to share the insights. So they need to say like, here's the stats, here's the insights. That's really, really great for B2B content because what we know really attracts, especially executives and people who get sold to a lot is they want the facts. They want the hard evidence. So you you say what the myth is and then you go, this is why. Here's all the evidence to support what I'm saying. And in the second half of the interview, you kind of explore that more. So it's like, okay, well, what's the consequences of allowing these myths to make your decisions, to govern what you're doing in business. So you can see how this kind of, I guess I'm saying the same thing, but it it really does help the listener or the viewer or the person, even if you just pull out these little bits and pieces from each one of these questions, there's so much great insight and content in there and it really establishes your credibility very quickly. So that's first interview. All right, second interview is the diagnostic interview. Now, the diagnostic interview is super, super important and it can really help to also shape the way that you write copy on your website, the way you write your ads, all that kind of stuff. Because 
what you need to think about in order to prepare for an interview like this is like, okay, what are the symptoms that my ideal client, customer, person listening to this is experiencing? And then how do I show them and connect the dots between that, what their symptoms are, and then what the actual core problem is? Thank you for whoever liked this on Facebook, by the way. Hello. Thanks for watching. <laughs> I can't see your name. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, okay, so for this interview, what we want to do, like I said, is we want to draw out those symptoms that people are experiencing. What are their real like pain points and how do we kind of push on them a little bit? So in the interview, I would be asking you questions like, okay, so how how prevalent is this this symptom? You know, so if you think about it, like just like you would go to find out from a doctor, like, well, what's actually really going on? Because I've got a really sore stomach, right? It's like, from a doctor's perspective, they have to start off by going, yeah, well, actually like there's, I'm just going to throw a random number out here, but like, you know, 60% of people who experience abdominal pain have no idea why, you know, or, or it just kind of shows like, or 60% of people experience abdominal pain once a month, you know, like I'm making up that number, but it helps you understand oh, other people have this problem too, but it's in relation to the symptoms in that language that your client or your customer understands. Then you want to dive into this a little bit more. So this is where we talk about the actual core problem. So, okay, there's all these symptoms out there. Why are people experiencing the symptoms or this symptom or symptoms? What's going on here? Can you enlighten us? So again, that's an opportunity for the thought leader to kind of say, okay, well, here's what's actually going on. Here's how and then we can move into well like I got a bit ahead of myself this is how you can resolve it so you're able to kind of help people piece together and diagnose for themselves what their problem is which of course encourages them to then go take action by talking to you right and that's what I've said like if relevant like if you've got a diagnostic tool if you've got an assessment that you're trying to get out there as a, a lead magnet as something that people want to, you know, trade in their information for. So sign up for, you know, via email to take the diagnostic test, for instance, that's where you can kind of promote that as well. It shows like the value of like, is this me? So a good example of something like this would be a coach who deals with people in burnout or people who are at risk of burnout. So it's like, well, how prevalent is burnout? Why are people experiencing the symptoms of burnout? You know, what does that look like? What are the red flags? Um, and then, okay, so what can people do? And then you might say like, well, the first thing I need to do is we need to work out what's going on. So if they head over to my website, et cetera, et cetera. So you're, you're getting that person to get into a mindset where now they're a bit warmer to actually reach out to you and go, you know what, I think I have this problem. I heard that you deal with this because you're the person that's provided value by sharing this great content. All right, interview three. The guide. So this I've talked about a little bit before in terms of the five elements of story. This is about the hero's journey and positioning you as a guide. There's lots of ways of talking about the hero's journey, but essentially it follows this three act structure. So you have the first act, which is all about like setting the scene, identifying the situation that your hero's in, which is your customer. Then the second act is about the struggle, the things that that hero has to go on to overcome them. And then the third is that kind of resolution, which ideally will be, well, the resolution involves contacting you for you to help them as the guide. So 
I in here I've just put a couple of questions to to sort of outline how that five elements work so like you start off with like tell us a bit about that person you typically work with because that is that hero that you you know you, that's your protagonist right that's your ideal client earlier this week I actually did a um, empathy map video and podcast I'm like what format was it in <coughs> and uh and that's what we we sort of talk about is like how you have to do some work to work out well who is that person that I typically work with so when I take people through this process and do these six interviews we actually have a workbook that goes along with this to prep for this to make sure that you can answer these questions in a really in a in a significant I was going to say like in a significant way, in a way that's going to really like be salient to that ideal client of yours. Then we kind of move them onto the problem. So if you've watched my five elements of video, uh, five elements of video, five elements of story video, that's what we're talking about here. Like what's going on? What's actually going on for this person who's in this situation? Then what actions can they take? What are the benefits that people will experience by resolving this? And what's the first step people can take now to begin their transformation? So this takes them through that. Here's the transformation journey. And then here's how people can learn more about the transformation that you take them on. Again, ideal for people who are providing a service as a coach, a consultant, selling an online program, all that kind of stuff. This one's a very typical one and it's not as unique as some of the other ones I've um, talked about but it's one that's very, very essential if you don't have anything like this. All right. Interview four is the recipe. Now, I haven't seen anyone else talk about this, but I think it's so important. And it was kind of inspired by, again, this model book I was talking about. I'll see if I can grab the, yeah, I'll grab the name after this because I can't remember it. And I'll put a link uh, in the description as well. So this is about looking at, well, what are all the necessary components or the key ingredients to achieving success? This is something that I put together. I think I've shown it on here before, but essentially these are the five key ingredients that I've identified to help people become a thought leader. And by under, by sort of having this outline of like what these key ingredients are, it's really easy to talk about each of them, right? So I'm like, okay, well, you've got to have story. If you don't have your brand story nutted out, then like you can't, like these interviews are sort of a waste of time, right? Like you have to have um, a core story that that speaks to that key ideal customer client, right? You need to have success habits. That's another key ingredient. You need to have skill set and strategy and self-awareness. And if you take any one of these out, you're not going to be able to make your mark as a thought leader. You need all of these working together. So my program makes sure that we look at each one of these things so that you can achieve that. So I hope that kind of makes sense because I think a lot of consultants and coaches have things like that, but then they don't necessarily really bring it into an interview. It's something that I've done a little bit in my podcast. In some interviews, I'll ask people to share like their pillars for success. That's kind of what I'm talking about. It's like, what are the pillars? So financial advisors tend to have like, these are the pillars that you need to set up in order to make sure that you're financially healthy. That's that's the kind of content that you want to create in this interview. So we're talking about the system or pillars that sit at the foundation of what you do. If you don't have these yet, you need them, right? So this is a great opportunity. It's sort of like a catalyst to make sure that you've got 
all your sort of content ducks in a row so that you can not only record these interviews but produce content moving forward as well. So for this interview, we ask questions like, okay, firstly, we, we need to set the scene a little bit first. Like you can't just be like, how do people achieve X? You need to sort of set the scene. So the first question I usually ask is something like, all right, what are people ultimately looking for when it comes to, and then we talk about this in relation to a goal. So like that, make your mark, become a thought leader. What's that salient goal? How can people achieve their ideal version of success, whatever that is in your language, in their language and how you talk about that. And then talking through each of those components. So again, you can see how if you're talking through five different pillars, say for instance, that's five different videos. That's five different one, two minute videos that you can share on social media where you're constantly providing value and building a brand at the same time. And then what have you seen firsthand as a result of people addressing this? So you always need to talk about results and this still sort of taps into that five elements of story, but we're talking about things in a bit of a different way. We're talking, we're very like solution first in this interview where the other interview is more about that transformational experience that the customer goes through and it's, it's more emotionally relevant. This is more how, a sort of how story. And then this is also where you can do something like, where can people find a copy of your ebook that outlines this? Like how can people get started with this? So it's a great way again to start directing people towards signing up for a lead magnet where you can grab their email address and start nurturing them along the process to becoming a client. Okay, interview five. This one is so crucial, so important. I initially called this the case study, but I've swatched, swapped it over to the scenario, because I think that actually explains what this taps into more. So a few different ways you can do this. If you're quite far along in your business and you've got some scenarios that you can talk about that are your own, that are related to your own client, or own clients or to you, great if you can use that. If you can't, you can also use a real world example that's famous that you can talk to and go, for example, when this happened. Like a while back, I did an interview with Dave Clare and we were talking, Dave Clare's awesome, by the way, <laughs> totally recommend checking him out and what he does in the leadership space. And Dave was talking about, you know, here's what's super important about uh, having a vision and having clear values that you can, uh, that, that kind of guide and govern your business to make the right decision. And then he used Kodak as an example of a company that kind of fell to pieces as a result of not doing that. And that's kind of the same thing. Like you want to do what, how did this fail? Like how did this scenario where what I do was missing and it resulted in failure? And here's a scenario where what I do helped that person achieve success. So you're kind of highlighting why what you do is so important to achieving that outcome that the client wants to achieve. So like I say here, I'm like, kind of depends on your goals about whether or not you have your own example or you have uh, some, someone else's or like a fa famous real world example, but it's the, the chatting through the scenario that's the important part. So, I mean, really simply, and it's kind of self-explanatory, but essentially you want to ask questions like, can you share a scenario where this has gone well and this has gone not so well? And then you talk through each one of these scenarios. Like, and it's really important that you can give sound evidence for like 
why that didn't work and why it worked. So if you're kind of just making uh, assumptions around that, it's not going to build your credibility. You need to say like, and then when they look back on this, they could see that the reason this didn't work was X, you know, so you kind of want to make sure that you're tying it to actual evidence for what happened in that situation. Uh, Talk about the difference between those scenarios. And again, talk about it from the perspective of positioning that customer, always positioning that customer as the hero. So how can that person, I was going to say that hero, apply it to their own situation in their own business? Um, And if relevant, you know, have talk about some case studies where you're like, you know, we had this person and this person, this person, they all do th- did this and they all were successful because they worked with me. That's how you're really going to start to build your, your social proof and your credibility. So, <coughs> um, sorry for the coughing, but what I would also say here is another way to flesh this content out. If you want to have like, if you really want to make the most of it is you actually also get your clients to do like little videos of themselves talking about how, what you did with them, help them as well. Okay. Final interview is the legacy interview. Now this interview is really important for everyone to do. And it becomes sort of that, like, it's, it's sort of the, the, I was going to say the pillar, but it's like the foundation for your about me section. This is the thing that it's like, you want to show your joy and your inspiration for that goal that you're working towards. And this is really a leadership piece in that sense of, it can also be used to inspire your staff. And it's where we talk about like your vision, your mission, your values, all the things that make you jump out of bed in the morning and go, I want to go to work. So I think I've literally said that makes you want to jump out every day to do what you do. Um, Why is this work important to you? That's where we kind of talk through this stuff. And you can see that each one of these interviews brings to life these different aspects of the stories that need to be told from you to grow your brand. So this one, again, there's lots of stuff that we can pull out from this, but the interview as a whole will start off with something like, well, okay, tell me what inspires you to do the work that you do. Tell me about what you enjoy most about the work that you do. Um, I really like this question. Like if there was only one piece of advice you could share with every single person on this planet, what would it be? So you're kind of, some of these are more emotionally charged. Some of these are more like why. This is definitely like a why story. Like why do you exist? Why do you do what you do? And it can be used for heaps of different things. But if we were talking about this in the context of like, okay, you want to launch your next book, this would make up that first part of your book, right? This is why I do what I do. And if you've recorded all of this content, it makes it a lot easier to start doing those things. If you were doing this to launch a podcast, it might be like, well, why are you launching this podcast? Why does this podcast need to exist? Why isn't what anyone else doing uh, the same, you know, what's, what's different about what you're doing? What's extraordinary about what you're doing? What's the legacy you want to leave behind, believe behind, leave behind. Um, and then the other thing is, is if you're a nonprofit or a charity, like one, this story is super important, but you also might want to have a question in there. Like how can people support your work? How can people be a part of this vision? How can people get involved and belong to this and, and sort of march alongside you in this goal that you want to achieve. So uh, they're the six interviews. I went through that pretty 
quickly in my ebook I've also talked about like what I do and how we can work together but this isn't a promotional piece this is more about look these are the different stories that you can tell I'll put a link in here so that you can download this I'm just going to stop sharing we're nearly up to 30 minutes so I'll probably head off in just a tick but I will end this by saying that what um what sort of drove me to design these different interview formats is I see a lot of same 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 content I see a lot of people being really shy and as a result putting out content that doesn't really stick I see a lot of people talking about things that their customers don't actually really care about and so I wanted to find a way that in a really short period of time we could and I'm probably repeating myself a bit now because I think I started off by saying this but in a really short period of time really bring those stories to life right so what I've um what I've done and if you head over to my website you can see this I haven't launched it yet I'm launching it in October beginning of October but is essentially a content hackathon so we look at building your establishing your brand story first and then doing those six interview pieces recording those six interview pieces and then going back looking at that content and then looking at well how do we now create a content production line from that because what I've seen a lot of people do is they'll just go to outsourcing straight away so they go I don't have time for content marketing I know it's important I'm going to pay someone $60 to write a blog post every week every week I pay them 60 bucks I write a blog post don't do that it doesn't work it's not interesting and it's sort of just if anything it can actually damage your reputation the thing I, I would say is like, if you don't know how to tell these stories, you need to know how to tell these stories before you can go and outsource it to any anyone else. So yes, the goal is to be able to outsource this, to create a content production line where you're like, great, next three to six months are done. I'll do another filming session in six months time, or I'll do another book in six months time. But there's enough to get along with that's going to all be really um, compelling content rather than that kind of dry, boring, like, I don't want to look at this. The other thing is, is like, instead of putting up just like long pieces of content, by having all those little different bits of micro content, you can do things like, okay, I'm going to go and put this on TikTok. I'm going to go put this on Instagram. I'm going to go put this on Pinterest. But you've got all your thoughts laid out in a really easy, accessible way for other people to be briefed, for other people to take what you're doing. And go, oh, okay, now I understand how to market you. Okay, now I understand how to write blog posts. Like you give someone a, a blog writer or something like that and they can write heaps of blog posts because they've got all that content and it's in your voice, it's in your style. So I just think it's such a great way to do things quickly and really get momentum um, because what I see a lot of is just people procrastinate, procrastinate, procrastinate. It's like, no, just get it done. Just get it done. Get all that content ready. Put it out there. Look at what went well. Look at what didn't go so well. And then work on the stuff that you can see is working for you. I hope that has been useful. Like I said, if you want to download a copy of that ebook, head over to laurencress.com. Have an awesome rest of the week. Now, the next few weeks, I think I'm going to have to do these on Friday mornings at like around 10, 10.30. Um, so I'll keep you guys posted on that. And yeah, I'm doing a live stream tomorrow. Who am I interviewing tomorrow? Oh gosh, I can't even remember who I'm interviewing. Let me see. One second. Where's my calendar? I live by my calendar. Okay. 
Ah, that's right. I'm interviewing Dylan tomorrow. Okay, that's going to be awesome. Dylan is my new friend over in the States, over in Albany, who's done some amazing work in the nonprofit and social impact space. I'm really excited to talk to him about brand values. We're going to be talking about how do you, I mean, it kind of ties back to this again, right? Like, how do you identify the values within your organization so that you can have the greatest impact on society? And it's relevant to everyone, right? But specifically in the nonprofit space. So we'll be talking about some of the challenges there as well. So tune into that if you can. That will be on at 10 a.m. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys soon. Have an awesome day. Bye. All right. So that's it from me for this week. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Let me know what you thought on Twitter at LaurenCress89. Use the hashtag grow your brand. If you want to check out um, other episodes that aren't actually released on the podcast yet, you can also go to laurencress.com forward slash grow dash your dash brand, or you can actually just go to growyourbrand.com.au. It will take you to that page as well. And you can check out the latest live streams. There's free resources, all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, So yeah, you can do that too. Have an awesome weekend. I'll be back on Monday. Until then, remember that sharing your talents with the world will make it a better place. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99.